following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy Mr. Radar, and my tag team partner. He's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's the analysis of the L-O-C. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Mario? Nothing much, man. We're here on a Sunday morning. Easter Sunday morning, so happy Easter to those that celebrate Easter or religious or believe in the Easter Bunny, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're recording a podcast because Leo, Leo's birthday was on Friday, so happy birthday to Leo. He turned 56 years old, and he's out of commission for the weekend. Hey, I don't blame him. He's uh, Hopefully he's partying too hard, and that's the reason why he's not here. We well, can only hope. But... Well, I mean... He partied hard last weekend too, because he was like out of commission, and he was he had a mean hangover last weekend too. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But <laughs> happy birthday to Leo, and uh, don't worry, we're holding it down this week, so yeah, all good. Yeah, happy birthday to the old man, Ryan. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, been busy lately, a lot going on. It's uh, it's a crazy time of the year. Yep. And uh, yeah, just a little behind on couple of things wrestling wise but uh nonetheless excited to talk about it but uh how you been been good man we were talking off air and it's funny because we always i feel like every podcast does this like there's like a conversation before they start hitting record and then you legit ask the same question to your co-host <laughs> during the episode like hey how are you doing after we were just talking about it for 15 minutes <laughs> but no we're living you know we're living busy lives for different reasons and you know, there's a lot of things that are happening now, especially the nice outside. So it's like, it's like we're already in the middle of April. April just started. Like, we mania just happened, dude. Yeah, uh, mania just happened. And I, I could already see May on the horizon, which is crazy. Because, yeah, WrestleMania was literally April 2nd and 3rd. So it's it's nuts how fast time goes sometimes. Yeah, we might as well just give a fair warning now to people that, you know, either watch us on Facebook or, like, listen to the podcast on a weekly basis. Expect like some scheduling conflicts or like different like episodes might drop on different days in the month of may i fully <laughs> expect that yeah hey as long as we still keep pumping out some episodes <laughs> right you know, you, you'll, you'll get them but right. uh, yeah when it comes to the when yeah because I, I feel like may is gonna be just a crazy month because a lot a lot of things are happening all right dude let's uh let's get started but before we do give me a second hashtag rebel time you know, I still haven't found the logger again after I tried it one time. 
during Ram. WrestleMania. I, I can't find it, bro, at all. Wow. I'm gonna try to it's find weird. it. Um, I'm gonna try so, to find it again today. Yeah, I mean, my local um, not not brewery, uh, beer distributor has them, and they they've been having them on a consistent basis. It seems like, but also one of my friends told me that Stu Leonard's also carries them. I'm not sure if you have those near you. No. Nope. You ever hear of that? Nope. Nope, mm. never heard of Maybe it's Stu just Leonard. a Long Island thing. It but, might uh, be just a Long Island thing. <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, it's that. It's kind of like a weird grocery store on steroids type of thing. Oh, where, like, that's, you basically, okay. yeah, like you have to walk around the whole entire store, and they got like some crazy like different sections and, and great foods and stuff like that. Um, and apparently they have them there, and I was surprised to hear that. But if they don't have them in New Jersey, then disregard everything I just said. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, you know, the people, people listening from different like states, states or countries. Like, what the hell is a stool? I know. Is, is that a new gimmick? Is that a new wrestler? <laughs> yeah, right. It, it sounds like something that Vince McMahon would name. Uh, oh man. Do you want to start with that? Do you have any thoughts on like all these fucking different name changes that that are that's happening right now in WWE? Uh, I'm pretty numb to it at this point. I'll right. Be it's nothing you. new. It, it, it's uh. I saw late last night when I got home, I was catching up on, like, everything. Um, right. It's amazing when you're, like, off of social media for yep. a few hours. Like, the amount of time it takes you to catch up on everything, like, bet- between Twitter and Instagram, it was crazy. Um, I did see that Casey Catanzaro and yeah. um, who was the other one? Um, Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, um, the, one of the dudes from uh, Raul Mendoza. Uh, right, yeah. Who else? Who's another one? Another someone else that I, that I can't think of right now, but yeah, everybody's going through. Oh, Austin Theory's now Theory. Yeah, the guy oh, that yeah. you think that's going to be the next John Cena. Imagine in a marquee match like Roman Reigns versus Theory. Oh, that sounds great. Right. I mean, it's and I love how the fact that like he was just in a big uh, WrestleMania match and everything, and he's you know he's been with Vince and everything, and like right now they decide to get rid of the Austin. I mean, like it just makes no sense. But I, I don't know. I would love to be in those creative meetings where they go over this type of stuff just to to see how it all unfolds and, and why they decide to do the things that they do. I, I will never understand it, but this is just something that I guess, you know, well, I mean, in terms of theory, I don't understand that. But in terms of the NXT call-ups, it kind of just seems like Vince just doesn't really care what they do in NXT or who they were called. Mm-hmm. He wants to make them his own and put his own spin on it where giving them different names so they can market it whatever um doesn't want anything to do with their names from you know before they got to wwe so right he's gonna keep doing what he wants to do and uh you know i, I don't think in terms of like casey catanzaro and and kaylee ray i don't really think those are a big deal to be honest because uh, it's not as bad as like something like austin theory who has been featured a lot where people know his name is austin theory um People probably wouldn't even know who, who these ladies even are if they don't even watch NXT. So I don't even think that's the biggest deal. Um, I mean, they li- they literally butchered Pete Dunne, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. When it comes to, like, Pete Dunne and, um, and the guy from Imperium, um, I can't think of his NXT name. But well, it's, um, he's now Ludwig, Ludwig, Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah. It feels like the presentation of, like, Walter and, like, Imperium on SmackDown... It feels like he's being like his manager, like he's being like Walter's manager. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I kind of seems that way too. And now let's be honest. You look at a guy like him who's 
known to be in the tag team, uh, you know, with um, Fabian Eichner. Right. And it, it just, I just don't see him having a successful singles run in, in, on the main roster. I mean, let's be honest. He, he looks like just some average Joe and uh, nothing but a, a mid-card jobber that's going to end up like uh, Angel Garza or Humberto Carrillo, you know? like I just don't see this guy going anywhere on the main roster. So I'm sure he's just going to be uh, Gunther's... Uh, mouthpiece, manager, whatever you want to call it. Speaking of managers, too, uh, I need to mention this. I don't know if you saw this as well. Yep. Um, L.A. Knight mm-hmm. is managing Mace. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's an uh, interesting combination there. It, it, they're legit doing the, the gimmick that was supposed to be for Adam Cole and Keith Lee, where Adam Cole was rumored to be like the manager of Keith Lee. Hey, I, I don't know, man. I uh, listen. I'm not the biggest LA Knight fan. I'll be honest with you. Obviously, the guy could talk. So, like, as far as him being a manager, I mean, I'm sure he'll kill it in that role. Um, but <laughs> to manage Mace, uh, a guy that nobody cares about, a guy that's been irrelevant for how long now, a guy that's going to continue to be irrelevant. <laughs> I just don't he should have. You know, Mace should have stick to being doing color commentary. Yeah, I forgot he was. He was. Uh, Remember Brock Lesnar beat the thing, like fucking put him through the table. Yeah, and then and then after that he came back as Mace. <laughs> the next time we saw him, he came back with that awful name and the awful gimmick. Yo, so, he should have uh, stayed to broadcasting. It was better than what he's gonna be doing now. Like I said, I don't see this guy going nowhere. I just feel like if they're gonna bring LA Knight up to be a manager, can he at least be a manager for somebody that we're gonna care about? You know. Go, go. I want to go back to um, L.A. Knight, but you're you're thinking of uh the La- Lashwick, whatever the dude's name is. Um, they that they, they changed his name to that. You're thinking of Marcel Bar Marcel, is it Marcel? Yes, Bar- yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Which I mean, that's a forgettable name too. But we were so like accustomed to him being that name that now when they change his name, it's like what the hell. And then it's like now they're wearing red. They changed the music. I still can't get over the fact that Walter's name is now. Gunther, like, it's just a lot, bro. Oh, everything's different. The whole presentation of these guys and girls when they come up is just completely different. It's, it's, and that's why it's so hard to, I mean, I, I not that we really watch NXT anymore no, anyways, but that's no, why no, it's no. so difficult to get behind these people in NXTs because you just, you know, it's like, oh, you got to enjoy them while they are like how they are right now. Because once they go up to the main roster, it's going to be a totally different presentation in terms of theme songs, looks, <clears throat> and names and stuff. So uh, the one guy that I'm glad, and thank goodness they did not change this guy's name, and I don't think he was going to stand for any anything other than being called what he has been called his whole entire career, and that's Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. He is on the main roster as Tommaso Ciampa. So Man, listen, bro, I'm not holding any – listen, I'm not holding any water thinking that they wouldn't change his name. Like, if – if he ends up being part of this like edge group, like the Edge Appreciation Society, that's what I'm dubbing it now because we don't have an official name yet. But if Ciampa ends up joining this group, it would not shock me if they try to change his name. It wouldn't shock me at all. I could definitely see them taking off the Tommaso part and just calling him Ciampa. But <laughs> I could totally see that. Mm. I mean, yeah. Listen, hey, nothing's out of the out of the question. Right. They could always change a dude's name. Down let's just line, change everybody's but... name, bro. Come on, with Rhea Ripley, let's just call her Ripley. Like, let's just change everybody's <laughs> name. Fuck it, why not, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's just do one name, one name. You can't get, you can't get a first and a last. It's got to either be a first or or a last. It's not, not, you know, 
Not both together. Yeah, like, you know, Seth freaking Rollins. You know, let's just take out the Seth and just call him freaking Rollins. Yeah. Or, yeah. Rollins versus, you know, freaking Rollins versus Owens. Uh-huh. You know, big, big time Bex. Let's just, let's just call her big time. Forget about the Bex. Forget about Becky Lynch. Let's just call her the big time. Let's just call her Lynch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Lynch. Lynch versus, uh, Lynch versus Bianca. Oh. Yeah, it's just, no more Bel Air. It's it, it goes all these name changes, and I and I do still want to go back to the whole LA Knight thing, but it all these name changes it just falls under the category that's just WWE, and I know like a lot of people, especially like the WWE loyalists, hate that. Like when people say like, "Oh, that's just WWE," but that's what it is. That's just WWE for you. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I've said this a bunch of times. I feel like in the past, it's like this is WWE for you. This is how the company operates. This is how it is. Uh, you know, it's either you like it and you, you deal with it, uh, or you don't like it and you don't watch. It's as simple as that. You right. know, and people continue right. to watch to hate watch. You know, that's mm-hmm. never going to change. I mean, that's with every company out there. That's that's wrestling, the wrestling community in general. There's always going to be some hate on you know shows and companies oh. and things like that. <laughs> Listen, uh, but, we're going to talk about AEW and they got some hate this week too. So really, <laughs> <laughs> so what else is new? Oh man, so. yeah. It, you know, wrestling fans are never going to be satisfied. And, you know, overall, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're joking around. We're poking fun of all these WWE name changes. But overall, when it comes to, like, a, a Monday and Friday night, I have at least most, nah, not most, but at least a good portion of what they're putting on TV I have been enjoying. Well, you know, some of the, at least the major angles. Yeah, you're going to have some filler stuff in there. You're going to have some stuff like, what is this crap? But, like, overall, the stuff that does matter. Who's not excited to see... Cody and, and Seth Rollins again. I mean, you know, yeah. that was a great match. Can't wait to see the the, the second match on yeah. that. Uh, you know, it's it looks like we're getting Roman Reigns and Shinsuke Nakamura mm-hmm. uh, at that show, which is going to be fun. So, yeah. you know, I'm I, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I'm I'm enjoying mostly what they're putting out there. Of course, you know, on a three hour Raw, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of filler. But you know, I, I tend to tune out, tune in and out, especially with ba- baseball season in full swing now. If the Mets are playing on Monday nights, man, like. I was so happy that they announced Cody Rhodes uh, versus The Miz was going to happen at 9 p.m. Right. You know, I, I watched the beginning of the show, and I saw the, the Miz TV segment, which I really enjoyed. Really, and then really I was good. Like, All right, yep. Well, I really want to see this match, and I figured it was going to be the main event, potentially. Um, but then they go, oh, at 9 p.m., it's Cody versus The Miz. I was like, great. I could tune out and tune right back in at 9 o'clock. So that's exactly what I did. I threw on the Mets game. Around eight fifty five, I put it back on, and you know Cody was coming out and doing his entrance. So they had a Miss TV segment. Miss came out, and then Cody came out with a tremendous entrance. I'm listen. It, I like this entrance a lot because for me, the Cody Vader was not working for like a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. You need to have the Cody Vader when you have like a big show, like in a stadium or like a big arena. Like obviously they did for WrestleMania. I would assume SummerSlam. Like, these bigger shows, the Cody Vader works. But, like, having, like, the little elevator-type gimmick, like, on a Raw, it just doesn't look right. It looks more like a platform and less like an elevator. I didn't like that last week or two weeks ago, the Raw after Mania. Like, I didn't like how Cody looked coming out of the elevator. This entrance that he has, talk about, like, pyro budget, bro. This guy's getting pyro like Roman Reigns. Like, there was a report this week 
that said like, hey, Cody Rose is like the second baby face on the Raw brand right um, right underneath Bobby Lashley. I'm going to challenge that because it doesn't seem that way to me on TV. It seems like Cody Rhodes is the number one baby face on Raw. And you can even make the argument he might be the number one face right now in the company. 100% agree with you, bro. When I saw that report that he was number two behind Bobby Lashley, I was like, are we watching the same show? Because, I, I mean, how is Bobby Lashley... <laughs> This is no disrespect to Bobby Lashley because he's my guy. Oh yeah, I love Bobby, but right. like, there's no way. He, how is he a top baby face? Like, right. no, 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 no way, bro. Cody, hundred percent with you. Not even just on Raw, he's the biggest baby face in the freaking company. The right. And if, yeah. and if he's not, tell me who is, and and don't tell me Bobby Lashley. <laughs> you, you give me an actual, actual legit argument against me saying that Cody Rhodes is the number one baby face in the company. I don't think anybody can argue it. I really don't. How did you like his modified entrance? I really, really liked it. I like the smoke, like the edge old school smoke, and then like the pyro in the middle, and then he comes out and he gets amped up, and then more pyro, he gets in the ring, and more pyro. I fucking loved it. I can't get enough of it, bro. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he looks like he's the biggest star, not even just in WWE, but in wrestling. He oh, really does. Oh, my God. He looks so like, good. I'm, so good. You know, it, and I think, you know, he's, I think 100% he's going to win. I don't know which title. It could be the WWE one. It could be the Universal. I hope it's the WWE one. But I think, you know, at, maybe at SummerSlam, I'll go on record and say he's going to win that title. It's, and he should win it sooner rather than later because, yo. again, he just looks like a big freaking deal. The way yes. he's presented, yep. you know, he's just, like I said, he looks like the biggest star, not just in the company, but in professional wrestling. It looks like, like, you know, WWE's brought in guys from different companies, right? They say, oh, the biggest free agent signing, you know, this and that, this and that. But, like, you know, and whenever they say that, you're always like, you, you laugh it off. You're like, yeah, biggest free agent signing, yeah, okay. Uh, but then, in terms of this... 100%, when they say this is the biggest free agent signing, this has to be the biggest free agent signing that they have had in a long, long time. I mean, yeah, you, you could say, oh, AJ Styles, when they brought him in, that was pretty big. And that was a different um, time, too. This is going back six years ago, so it was also a right, different time yeah, so as well. You're right, yeah. So it's been a decent amount of time. Uh, but this, this, I mean, God, they struck gold with getting Cody. Uh, it, thank goodness they gave him his whole presentation with the American Nightmare gimmick. And like you said, the smoke, the pyro, the, the Cody Vader. Uh, just, my goodness, man. He, he uh, <laughs> just looks like a big freaking deal every single time he's on screen. It's and, and not to mention the theme song, obviously, is an absolute banger. The whole entire presentation of Cody so far, they've been knocking it out of the freaking park. And he's gonna be Stardust again. Why is he gonna go back to the WWE? Right, right. All these, all these, uh, all these Cody haters out there. I know it's only been a few weeks, but listen, if if, if you have any doubts that they're gonna bury this guy or put him back in the in the suit and paint his face again, you know, you're just you're just an idiot. You could even make the argument. I think it's very debatable. Cody's entrance in WWE might be better than AEW's. Hey, you can even make that argument. That's how good the presentation of Cody has been. It's been yeah. great. Yeah, dude. I mean, I I loved it in both companies. Yeah. But it's 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 kind of like surreal. It's more yes. surreal to see it in WWE because they don't normally do right. entrances like this. All right, like you know, going back to you know Killer Cross when he was in NXT, that the whole presentation of him was tremendous. Like it, it was unbelievable. But like they, I'm not saying people don't have good entrances in WWE, but it just no, doesn't yeah, feel. Yeah. It just it's a different feel. Like Cody's hits different, you know. Not so much different because he's he's hasn't changed at all. Like the promo he cut on on Monday Night Raw, 
is like the same promo he would have cut in AEW. It's just been a very, very easy transition. Like, it, he feels like he belongs there. He doesn't feel out of place. He just feels like he belongs there. Like, it, it's just, it's everything's perfect, and nothing has changed. It's the same presentation of Cody that we got in AEW. We're getting AEW's Cody in the WWE, and maybe even better. Yeah, he feels more at home in a yes. WWE ring yes. than he has the past few months in AEW ring. He absolutely 100% does. And like I said, this, I mean, a lot of people were against it at first. Like, oh my God, like what is he doing? He's making the worst decision of his career or his life, this and that. But dude, I think he made the best decision for his career. I mean, going back to WWE, that's that's legit where he belongs. I mean, it, it, there's really no argument against it at this point. Like, you can't tell me he doesn't belong here and he's better off in AEW. Like, give me a break, bro. Like, he he, he has no spot there, wasn't going to have a spot there anytime in the future. He is right at home and right where he needs to be in WWE. And I, like I said, every single time he's on WWE TV, man, it's still so freaking surreal. And the world of professional wrestling, too, <clears throat> things change like that, right? This is still, like, kind of the... Well, I, I fully expect him to win the world title, but this is still... We're still in the honeymoon stage of Cody's return. So, like, I'm, I'm also got to be a realist in that aspect. But what I will say is... So, yesterday they were in Pennsylvania for a house show, okay? First of all, Cody's doing both Raw on TV, obviously. SmackDown dark matches. And then he's doing these house show runs, too. So, Cody's putting in that work. On top of that... All these pictures that I'm seeing, I'm seeing Cody Rhodes very, very happy. And I'm willing to challenge people, like people that listen to our show or watch us on Facebook Live. I'm willing to challenge that people. If you look at the last couple of months of, of Cody's AEW run, I don't think he was as happy. No, absolutely not. No, no shot. I mean, being booed out of every single arena that he stepped foot in for literally nothing because... You know, after this guy, I still don't get everybody, it, dude. This company, yep, you know, still don't get it. And he's being booed out of every building just because, you know, I don't know, but he's got a reality TV show or something like that. Like, it's yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, bro. You see the 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 fan pictures. You know, he's taking selfies with everybody ringside after the shows. And uh, I don't know if you saw that video um, on Twitter where he would like he gave that that little boy who was his birthday his mm -hmm. um his weight belt, which was amazing. Like, dude, he's, I, I feel like he's having the time of his life right now. And yeah, you're right. It's still the honeymoon stage, you know, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Right. But from everything that they've showed us so yes. far, it does not seem like anything's going to change. And it mm -hmm. seems like they're all in on Cody Rhodes. And why the hell would they not be, you know? Um, and I'm just like, like I said, like, I'm excited about WWE programming me because too. of him. Yeah, I mean, me solely too. because of him. And, I, you know, like we talk, we do enjoy the other stuff that's going on currently. Of course, but of course. the main thing is Cody Rhodes. That's a, that's why I tune in to Raw immediately at 8 o'clock now on Mondays when, you know, sometimes I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, oh, shit, Raw's on. It's like 8.15. I'm like, oh, and then I throw it on late. But, you know, it's it's appointment TV for me now. I want to see what Cody Rhodes is going to do, and I'm excited for it. And listen, it's uh, Cody Rhodes and The Miz, to me, that was the highlight of Monday Night Raw, both their in-ring segment and their match. I thought their match was really, really good, too, after some people were complaining, like, oh, really, he's going to wrestle The Miz? But I think, you know, they, they went out there to prove a point to saying, like, yo, let's shut up all these critics and people that are complaining about this match and let's shut them up. And then their in-ring segment that they had, the thing I loved about it is, like, it doesn't seem like Cody Rhodes is getting produced. He's just going out there and just talking his talk because, like I said, his promos have not changed from his AEW stuff. Like, it's still the same promo. He's mentioning wrestling. He's mentioning <laughs> championship belt. Like, he's 
cutting his own promos. He's not getting produced. I love that. I love how the Miz corrected him mm-hmm. on on all that stuff. You know, superstars and, and a title because a belt is something you wear around your waist. Yep. Like, oh, dude, I, I love that. I thought it was great. And these two guys are real life. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't know about best friends, but, but they're, they're really close friends. friends. Like they're yep. yeah, they're very close friends and. Obviously, the, the chemistry is there between these two, and that's why when people were complaining and bitching and moaning, I'm just like, ay, 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 man. Like, this is why I can't take wrestling fans. Like, dude, if, if Cody was not having a rematch with Rollins, and he was feuding with The Miz at WrestleMania Backlash and for the next few weeks, I mean, <laughs> who's going to complain about that? Like, really? Like, why not? Like, Cody has to have these these little filler feuds in the meantime before he gets Roman. Like, he's he's got to get his feet wet again. He's got to get, you know, back into the groove of being in WWE. Like, why not give him an opponent who he's very familiar with and who he's good friends with uh, in The Miz? And, you know, people talk crap about The Miz all the time. But, dude, The Miz has been going at an incredible level now for how long? And he's been in this company for over 10 years. Yep. He has literally never once had a major injury, and he's always a guy that you can rely on. You could throw him in there, and you know he's going to kill it on the microphone, and he's going to have a solid match in the ring with whoever you put him in there with. I mean, let's be honest. I don't hate The Miz at all. I think The Miz is a a huge asset for WWE, and, and I think he deserves a lot more credit than, than people give him you know, credit for. Dude, I've been a Miz guy going back to his real world New York. I used to be a religious watcher of the real world on MTV. On that season, he was like, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan. And he was saying The Miz back then. I was like, I fucking love this guy. I've always been a Miz guy. When he debuted on Tough Enough in WWE in the early 2000s, I was like, I hope he was going to win the thing. And then you see him, the evolution of The Miz, like... He had every reason to fail in WWE, you know, but he proved all the naysayers wrong, and he's still with the company twenty years later. It's it's incredible, and and not to only not to mention what he does for the company, you know, on screen, but what he does for them off screen mm-hmm. as well. Like he's an incredible PR guy. Yep. And he's always um, you can always plug him in. I think he he's done like Sports Nation sometimes, yep. and he's. He's competed in these celebrity softball games for the MLB, and and yeah, I mean he he's just a valuable asset to this company in so many different ways. And like I said, I, I just feel like some people appreciate people more when they're gone, uh, more so like when we have them. You know, like once the Miz is is done and he retires and it's all said and done, I feel like that's when people are going to start to to say to themselves like, wow, you know, got to give Miz his flowers because man, like he right. You know, he, he he was really great, and I kind of miss, you know, having him around or whatever. <clears throat> like, people need to appreciate what we have with him right now because, I mean, not that he, he looks like he's slowing down at any point, no, but I mean, no, he's not no. going to be around forever. And, right. you know, you need people like this in the company, you know, like the Miz. You can even go as far as to say Dolph Ziggler is yeah, a guy that's yeah. been there for a while, too, that you could throw him in there as mm-hmm. a placeholder and help deliver. And that's – you need guys like that, yes. man. In every company, yes. you need guys that you could throw in there and deliver you know AEW has that in in lance archer right now you know they throw him in there he's a banger with anybody and he's a good filler uh, opponent for a champion or something like that mm-hmm. you need these type of guys in your company and i just feel like people don't appreciate that they they, they see cody versus the miz they, they start bitching oh my god you know cody should be facing you know uh, bobby lashley or cody should be facing you know aj styles like you know and, like, it's, it's not gonna happen that quick and look, they put on a great match, and like I said, both the in-ring segment, segment and the match was the highlight of Raw, in my opinion. Yeah, dude, he, 100%. 100%. He was, uh, listen, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm loving everything he's doing right now. 
and we're getting him and Rollins again at Backlash, which is is good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's cool. That's fine with me. You know, uh, not sure what's going to happen there. I'm not sure if, if we're going to get you know a third match between these two. I have no clue, but I'm excited for that match again. And uh, yeah, we'll see what he does. You know, tomorrow on Raw, and and just you know how they built for this Rollins match again, and and then after that, what comes next? Like I said, this Cody ride that we're on man like uh, i'm all strapped in and i'm ready to go i'm just <laughs> right and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm really really excited for it me too man it, you just one last thing on the miss too when when it's all said and done and he decides to hang it up which hopefully is not anytime soon i can still see him being involved with the WWE and just being a great ambassador for the company absolutely 100 percent. and he's already that right now right and he's, and he's still an, an, he's active, an active wrestler competitor. exactly yep so 100 percent dude he, he's got a future He's got a future in anything, really. My broadcasting, you know, uh, just to, uh, literally anything that he decides to do post wrestling. I mean, he's he's set, man. We've never really had this discussion on here like this, but I'll I'll bring it up and I'll and I'll kind of like set like the table here when it comes to like supernatural darkness stuff like that in wrestling, right? So like Undertaker. You know, you could make the argument there was some hokey stuff in Undertaker run, right? But, but other than that, he was a very, very believable character, even when he did the supernatural stuff. You could say the same thing about Kane. Um, you know, fast forward to now, the stuff that Malachi Black has been doing in AEW is very believable as well. You, uh, you know, the stuff that Bray Wyatt has done with both Wyatt family and The Fiend. Yeah, there was some little hokiness here, there, but I feel like it was more on a WWE aspect than necessarily him. But overall, it that whole presentation of the Fiend and the Wyatt family a home run. Now with the Edge Appreciation Society, and that's like I said, that's what I'm dubbing the group until they come up with an official name. It's going down that realm of supernatural, right? Which I'm cool with as long as it's done right. And we had this match on Raw with AJ and Damian Priest, and out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, there's no finish to the match. AJ just goes to the outside, and Damian Priest just starts praying, and this purple light just starts beaming on him. And then we cut the commercial break, and there's no explanation whatsoever what happened. I can't subscribe to that, man. That's where you throw me off the loop, because, like, while I do like the Edge is building this group or building to society, whatever you want to call it, this faction, I like that. But I don't know, man. The supernatural aspect of what this group is gonna be, I'm not really feeling. Yeah, I, I hate stuff like that too. Uh, some some stuff like that that suspends your your, your disbelief. I guess that's the right terminology. Uh, mm-hmm. Just it's weird to me, you know. I mean, we we saw the magic tricks that Alexa Bliss did, you know. Uh, we see the stuff that you know in AEW, like Dan Housen. I don't know if you hear my Alexa right now. <laughs> Every time I mention Hey Alexa, Alexa shut up. <laughs> my Alexa, my Amazon Alexa comes on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta watch. Uh, I'm like, well, I mean, the other Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you see like Dan Housen cursing people and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like supernatural stuff like that that happens in wrestling. I mean, yeah, I guess sometimes you could just laugh it off as good fun. But I don't know. To me... It's very hokey and weird, and I, I agree 100%. I'm not really sure how I feel about it, and it's hard to kind of get into it. But we'll see where it goes. Because like you said, we, the lights went out, and that was it. Um, you know, we, we need to get some sort of follow-up on this, and uh, we'll see where this group is going. Because I'm still a little confused at what the 
ultimate plan is right. with this Edge Appreciation Society and if <laughs> they're going to give them an actual name and if they're going to add more people. And, Yo, you so know, many people complimented me because I called them that, the Edge Appreciation Society. <laughs> They were like, yo, that's amazing. That's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it makes sense, honestly. For that more They're so more of an know. appreciation society than the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, I, see, that's another thing. Like, we don't even have, like, a, a, group, a, a name group or, like, a name for this faction. Like, not even, nothing has leaked out, nothing. We don't know anything. So, that's why I was just like, fuck it. We're calling them the Edge Appreciation Society. <laughs> Yeah, hey, it works for me, and it works for me right now. Like I said, as soon as you say that, that you, people are going to know what you're talking about. So, How do you feel about this tag team unification uh, match that we're getting at WrestleMania Backlash? I think it's the right thing to do. I think we didn't even have to wait for, like, Roman capturing both championships to do this. I, this is something I've been wanting for God knows how long already. They should only be one set of tag team championships just like the women. So is that what they're actually doing? Is it going to be one set of tag titles? I mean, ain't that many tag teams. You might as well. <laughs> no, I mean, 100%. I've been calling for that for a while, too. There should be, and, and yeah, I agree with you 100%. There should be one women's champion as well. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know how to feel yet because, like, so we heard Roman is unifying these belts, right? His match with Brock is a unification match. But that, that's still, this still, I feel like that's still, like, that's still fishy to me. There's something fagazy about yeah. that, too. Because, like, I feel like you, there, there's more of a, I think there's more of an argument to be made of having two world championships and two women's world titles than having two separate tag team championships. I think you can make an argument for those two titles than the, actual tag team division because there is no tag team division but what is there in between both brands what there's like five tag teams maybe and like only no, yeah. and there's only like four that are actually relevant no i know i mean 100 unless they want to open the forbidden door and get some like impact and some AEW tag team yeah let's bring some guys in new japan to challenge for the smackdown championships you could do that yeah yeah they could <laughs> do that that's uh that's like that's the key word there they could but they there's no shot in hell they do that uh they they don't care about they don't care about taking right come on man right? listen listen ftr they're they're on a journey right now to capture every single major tag team championship okay that's what they're gonna do so why don't they open the door they call the revival again and guess what just capture the raw the, the raw tag team championship of the smackdown ones and just bring it over to aew hey yeah they, they should but uh you know there's one guy who will uh have a say in that and that's vince kennedy mcmahon <laughs> he's not gonna like that oh what, what are you talking about who the hell is ftr Wait, those guys that feuded with the Usos and, you know, we made them look like jokes? Oh, those guys? You know, he wanted to put them in those clown suits and everything like that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. the yikes. Uh, uh, yeah, but going back to, to the original point, mm -hmm. uh, I'm all in, bro. If that's actually what they're going to do, if they're going to have one set of tag team titles, I'm all for it. And the Usos and Arctic Bro, undoubtedly, yes. the two best tag teams right now yep. that WWE has. So yep. it's only fitting, but... Again, going back to the Roman and Brock stuff, where, you know, Meltzer says that they're going to end up separating these titles again. So, like, the fact that they called it a unification match at Mania uh, was just a waste because they're not actually unifying those two titles. They're not going to have one world champion, especially when you have, you know, USA Network for Raw, you know, and you have Fox for SmackDown. You know, those television networks apparently want their own champions. And, and I, I understand that. I do. Um but it, but if you get rid of the brand split, you can just have the one world champion appearing on both shows. 
then there you go, it can work. But uh, as of right now, the brand split is still here, so I don't really see that happening. Um, but yeah, if they if they actually get rid of both sets of tag titles and they have one tag team champions uh, for both brands, and then those champions go from SmackDown to Raw, vice versa, kind of like how we see the women's tag champs, you know, Sasha and Naomi. There's yeah. only one set of those. Yeah. Thank goodness, because my goodness, they don't have any women's tag teams, let alone, you know, men's tag teams. Um, and they've been on SmackDown, they've been on Raw. The same could be said if the Usos win it. They could be on Raw and SmackDown, and I don't see a problem with that. So I hope that's what they <clears> do, <throat> but I'm not sold on that yet because I don't know, like, like whenever WWE throws out the word unification, it never actually means what the definition is, you know. Um, so I don't know. So this week on uh, this week on WWE program, both Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, you know they they've been teasing and they're building and they officially announced this tag team unification championship match, right? Which I fully expect the Usos to win, right? But while I'm watching this, I'm like, yo, if they beat RK Bro. You want a marquee match, like maybe at Money in the Bank? Yo, have Orin and Roman for the title, bro. That's so... Especially they're going to be in Vegas, uh, where they uh-huh. ran the SummerSlam, uh, SummerSlam last year. That They need to sell that stadium out, or at least get as many people as they can. In. A marquee match is Roman and Orin. We haven't seen that, especially with this version of Roman Reigns. That's that's a that's a marquee match, bro. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think I'd, I'd be down for that. You know, Orton has not been in the title program now for some time. And, yeah, we have not seen him and Roman in God knows how long. And I couldn't even tell you the last time they actually faced off in a one-on-one match. And I don't think there's ever been a marquee match to headline a, a pay-per-view with those two, you know, which is unbelievable to say. Because right. Roman has literally That's something. Everybody. I don't know if you got uh, to see a, a Randy Orton's promo, his response to the Usos on SmackDown. Because the Usos yep. went, like, on this tirade or whatever. And then Randy Orton responded, which... I'm like, yo, Randy Orton is just, he's, you know, I know he's the legend killer, but that guy's a fucking legend, bro. His response was so fucking good, and just the way he was, the swag, and the way he was just carrying himself, I'm like, the second he was saying everything he was saying, I'm like, yo, him and Roman, is, that's something. That is something. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you, bro, 100%, and I, like you said, if the Usos end up beating RK, bro, which I think they should, and then, you know, even if you want to do it. And Orton and Riddle feud, like many feud, you know, until then, I'm cool with that too because I think that match would be awesome and that feud would be, would be great. Um, I know Randy's having a, a blast right now being right. tag team Riddle, but it's been going on for a while now. And like, When's the turn they, happening? <laughs> yeah, they faced everybody at this point. Like, how much further can you really go with this? Right. So, um, yeah, once they split, man, I, I could definitely see Randy Orton jumping right back into that mix of, you know, uh, and the, the title picture and. God, can you imagine, bro? I mean, we're talking about Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, but what about Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes feud, man, with the history that they have? Oh, my goodness. That's that's something that I take my money right now, man. I would love to see that. Uh, Listen, man, yeah. you want to you wanna somehow separate those titles, right? This might, way to, this might be the way to do it. You know, you kind of – you could even do like a fatal four-way, like at one of these pay-per-views. Like you have Cody, Riddle, Orton, and Roman, right? You have somebody in that match get the pin, maybe even Riddle get the pin or whatever, and Orton and Cody wins the title there, and then you could, you know, if leading into SummerSlam, you could have Randy versus Cody for the title or something like that, and Roman never gets pinned. Roman still goes into whatever he's doing with the Universal Championship, and then you just take the world title off of him without him getting pinned. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be the smart way to do it if they're going to do it because – 
Yeah, I mean Roman should not get pinned at all, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> at all until he's until he's getting pinned to you know by somebody who is worthy of taking you know the universal belt. You know, not even you know the WWE belt on him is like yeah whatever, but like the universal belt is obviously something that. How crazy made, is that statement alone? What you just said. I know. Nobody, listen, we, we don't care, but, you know, the world title is just whatever. It's the universal title. Like, if we would have said that, like, three years ago, if somebody would have said that three years ago, like, if somebody would have even said that to you, right, three years ago, you'd be like, man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? I know. But, Back like, when it was, like, the red belt. Right, because, like, the universal title now, and, you know, credit to Roman, because it's Roman and his booking, obviously. It, it, he's made that title, like, the title, and that's so crazy for me to even say that because the universal title has just always been like, like all oh, the universal championship curse, like ah, you know the you know the red strap, or you know now it's like a, a dark blue, like whatever. But like that's the title because of him, and you know fast forward to like next year's WrestleMania, if we do get like a Rock and Roman fe- uh, match, have him go through the Rock and can- let him continue having that title. Yeah, dude, uh, it's crazy because a lot of people, you know, call for them to get rid of the universal title and bring back the big gold, right? The, the world heavyweight championship. Yep. But at this point, like, you can't even say that anymore. I mean, that belt obviously is retired. It's not coming back. The universal title has become a a huge, you know, like, I guess you can still say it's a secondary title because the WWE title to me is always going to be the Yeah, me too, one. me too, me too, me uh, too. But, man, yeah, like, the things that Roman has done with this belt, he's made this belt into uh, feeling like it's a big deal to win it, you know? Like, he's made it feel special. And whenever he loses that belt and whoever is, you know, lucky enough to have that after him, uh, you know, it, it's people shouldn't overlook that and be like, oh, you know, he won the Universal belt. Oh, who cares? Like, it should be like, wow, he's a Universal champ, and that's a big freaking deal because Roman has made it feel like a big freaking deal. So, um, yeah, it, it's... It's pretty crazy, but like going back to what you said, if, if they do like some sort of fatal four way yep. match or something, and uh, yeah, Roman doesn't get pinned and he loses the WWE belt, I guess he, you know he could just probably say like, "Listen, I didn't really care about that belt, anyways." Like the of course, title and it'll be believable because he, I mean, he'll be bearing the title and the champion at the time, but still, yeah. like, it's 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 a Roman thing to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It fits perfectly into uh, the tribal chief character right now. So yeah, I mean. It's it's gonna be interesting, like I said, and that's that's another reason why, like we talked about, we're so excited about WWE programming, yeah. and we're liking what they're doing. Yeah. It's because things are actually interesting at mm-hmm. the moment. They're about to potentially unify the tag titles. We don't know what Roman's gonna do with these two belts. We don't know where Cody's gonna fit into the mix. Like yep. it's pretty exciting right now, man. Things are things yeah. are you know getting good, and uh, like I said, from now until SummerSlam, it should be really fun. Getting in too much into the yeah. detail because we kind of already put some possible scenarios of what they could do. From t- taking that world title away from Roman without him getting pinned, but if for whatever reason we do not get Roman and Cody at SummerSlam, and for whatever scheduling differences or whatever, The Rock and and Roman does not happen at WrestleMania next year, then Cody and Roman has to happen. I think there's yeah. no other bigger match. If you can't give us Rock and Roman next year at Mania, I think the second biggest match you could give us is, is Roman and Cody. Yeah, yeah, right now. Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, I just don't see anybody else. And yeah. About the biggest babyface in the company versus yeah. the the biggest heel in the company. Right. I'm, yeah, hundred percent. And listen, I, I know that they've teased the Rock on countless um, occasions at this point. Young no, Rock this that. week. Young Rock this week too. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say that I saw that clip. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know, man. I don't know how anybody can be sold on that 100% happening. I mean, The Rock is like the busiest man on planet Earth. Right. Like, he's, I don't, obviously, they don't have him locked in this far in advance, okay? Because just say a movie comes up, he's going to take that, you know? Uh, I don't know how you can say that that's 100% locked in for Hollywood. I just, I just don't see that. Um, so I'm not sure when or even if we're going to get that match. So yeah, they, they need to, in the meantime, if it's going to be Cody, then that's fine. But if it's not going to be Cody, they need to start building people up, man, because, uh, you're, you're going to need a big main event. And, uh, like I said, it's, you know, Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, uh, right now, those are the only two that I can see yeah. that, I, that I would be fully invested in. They got to start building people back up. Like they could, they could easily throw AJ in there, but they got to build them up. Like because the the matches Roman and AJ had back in what was that 2016, those two matches were fucking great, and they could, yeah. they, I'm sure they could even like surpass those two matches now. But they got to build up AJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, right now AJ's not really doing much, so mm-hmm. I would love for him to get back into the main event scene. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, like we mentioned this plenty of times before too. I mean, we're big AJ guys. Like, I'm not really sure how much longer he has. Right. You know, there's in only wrestling, there's so. only like four matches, like four marquee matches right now, and one of, and one of the guys, which is AJ, you really got to build up, build back up. So you got Randy, Cody, which are like the top two right there. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre and AJ. Yeah. yeah. Four guys uh, in your whole company. Four fucking guys. Yeah, I mean, you could say Bobby Lashley. There's a fit there. But, you know, I mean, I feel like Bobby and Roman, we've seen that. You know, yeah, we haven't seen that in quite some time, so I'd be all right with that. But I feel like Drew and Roman, we have seen so much, too. It's like, are people even going to care? Um, you know, but I guess, you know, you could build him up. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, anybody else on the roster right now. But... I mean, no offense to everybody else. Everybody else just looks like a loser compared to any of these guys, man. Like, I, I mean, I don't see how. I mean, you know, you know, Nakamura, Nakamura and Roman will be fun. Don't get me wrong. It'll be, be fun, gone. but he's like Nakamura is in that Cesaro role that Cesaro was in last year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not believable whatsoever to win this title. Like nobody can look at this match. It's a, like, it's wow. a placeholder match. It's going to be a good match, but it's a yeah. placeholder match. Absolutely, 100%. You know, nobody thinks Nakamura is actually going to be Roman. I mean, my goodness. Hey, would I complain if that happens? Absolutely not. I love me some Nakamura, but... Man, if it was Nakamura from 2016, it would have been believable. (laughs) Yeah, right, of course, I know. We have not gotten that same Nakamura. Oh, God. God almighty, quite some time, but... Yeah, I don't know. Let's move on to the AEW block, because there's a lot. There's a plethora that happened in AEW this week, both good and bad. Let's start with the good. Dynamite overall, even with some the shenanigans that we got at the end of the show, I thought Dynamite was a great show, dude. Yeah, 100%. I thought it was, uh, you know, like, it's normally how it always is, man. Yeah, like, yeah, the cards yeah. are stacked every Wednesday, mm-hmm. and they end up delivering. Yeah, man. Penta and CM Punk, bro. If someone would have told you back in uh, 2015, 2016, when Lucha Underground was still a thing, and we were seeing, like, the rise of the Lucha Brothers, specifically Pentagon Jr., and someone would have went up to you, Ryan, and be like, yeah, you see that guy right there, that Luchador, Pentagon uh, Jr., Pentagon Dark? Yo, one day, one day, in another company that, that doesn't even exist right now, CM Punk is going to come out of retire. He's going to wrestle that guy. Would you have believed him? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not, not. Chance, bro. I would have thought you were high on some, some sort of uh, illegal drug or something like that. 
Oh, yo, I, that's all I kept thinking to myself while I was enjoying the match. I'm like, yo, the guy that really got buzzed from Lucha Underground, because, yes, he was in AAA and stuff and, and like, um, other uh, Lucha Lila promotions in Mexico, but he really got his fame and, like, his buzz and, like, trendy. He became a trend in Lucha Underground, right? That yeah. guy is now wrestling CM Punk on live network television. How crazy is that? Dude, it's unbelievable, man. Like, when I saw this match was announced, I was like, God damn. What a cool freaking match. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> and they had really good chemistry with each other. Yeah, dude. They had a great, they had a great match. You know, there was... I, I still don't even know. I have not watched it back from... But from my, my initial viewing, you know, that... I, I don't even know if you want to call it a botch or not. I can't tell. But uh, when CM Punk botched that move... Uh, it was a, on the top turnbuckle or whatever. I, I, I forget what he was going for exactly, but... Um, he botched it, but he sold it perfectly. Like I don't know if his was... I don't know if his knee buckled or he just like miscalculated. I don't know what it was, but like like even with that botch, it did not take away nothing from the match. No, because he covered it up so good. Yeah, it, it made you it made you think like, wait, was that a botch or was that supposed to happen? What an in ring general! What an in ring general! A professional man, uh, like it's so funny too because when you go back to that match initially when he came back against Darby Allen at um, All Out in Chicago. That was a good match, but you could tell CM Punk was a little rusty. You know, he didn't want to do any uh, anything crazy. Right. He didn't he did not do one Absolutely. suicide dive in that match. Absolutely. He, I don't even believe he did much from the top rope in that match. Um, he did look a bit rusty. Yeah, but I agree. But you look at him now. He, he and got it. Just like, it's like he never left, bro. Dude, he this just needed like to get his, Punk. He needed to get his rounds in. He needed to get a couple rounds, and we said it. I think, uh, shout out to the Royal Ramble, Brian. I remember him posting about it. He was like, he's going to get back better, and he's going to go back to what we all know from him. Just give him time, and that's what it was. That's that's exactly what we're witnessing right now. He's getting better and better in every single match that he's, that he's in. Yeah, he looks like the CM Punk of old. Yeah. He really does. You would never know he's you know getting older, and he's at the tail end of his career. You know, he even says it himself, like, who knows how much longer I have, you know, uh, you know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep going until the wheels fall off. But, bro, they don't look like they've fallen off anytime soon. Like, I, I know that he's probably hurting more than he's, uh, you know, after the match. You know, I'm sure he's, he's sore as hell and he's beat up and everything like that. But in terms of an in-ring standpoint, man, you can't, you can't even say he's even slowing down, right. man. He just he looks like he's on top of the on top of his game right now. And, you know, if, if they're building towards him versus Hangman Page, I think it's time. I think it's time for him to, to be in – a world title program yep. and in the main event picks and you know because like i said after that derby match um in chicago i said to myself like Oof, it's gonna be a long time before we get cm punk in like a kenny omega because kenny would be pressing circles around punk you know punk he's he's slowed <clears throat> down a bit like you know but now now i mean he could go i feel like with anybody he can go with brian he can go with kenny he can go with hangman he can go with cole Moxley. Uh, he mocks, you know, God, the, the list is, is endless. So, yeah, I'm absolutely loving what CM Punk's doing right now. And and I just love how it's so simple. Like, he goes on Twitter a few days beforehand, and whether this was planned or not, I have no idea. But he's like, he tweets, uh, someone wrestle me this Wednesday. And he tags a whole bunch of people. And I think Pentagon was one of those people. And then all of a sudden, Pentagon responds. He's like, let's do it. And then all of a sudden, Tony Khan he comes with a tweet. I booked Pentagon versus Punk. Like, it's, I love how it's we, so we simple. Have a, we, have a great, we have a great card this this Wednesday night. It's going to be one of the best cards that we put out there. 
Yeah, one of the best cards we've ever had, we've ever had on live on TBS. One of the best dynamites we've ever had. Oh my! This is one of the best dynamites I think we've ever had in the company's history. Wait, Dude, Tony, Tony, you just said that two weeks ago. You, you know what it is too about CM Punk as well. Why he is hurting and he's very vocal about like, hey, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to do this, but I'm, I'm very gratitude with all the fans because he retweeted a, a really cool video of a, of a father and son uh, watching their entrance from this past week in New Orleans. And the, the the kid was actually crying during the entrance, so I guess that like you know it, it hit like a nerve for CM Punk. So you know he's, th- he's thanking the fans, but one thing I've noticed is like he generally looks so fucking happy when he's wrestling. Like his he has his passion back. Like you see it, you see it in his work, you just see it in his facials. Like well, he might be in pain, but he's generally so happy to be out there. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you, you could you could just tell. You could see he's having the absolute time of his life because he never thought he would get this second opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. And like he, he probably never thought a company like AEW, which was basically made for CM Punk. Okay, yeah. Yeah. everything that CM Punk said towards the end of his WWE run, or even that during the whole Summer of Punk thing when he went on that rant, uh, you know, the pipe bomb promo and everything, like AEW is is like a dream, mm-hmm. bro. Like that's like the company he's he fits in perfectly, like a glove, what he was meant to be in. And he just never thought, I mean, we never thought it was going to be possible either, but especially him, he probably never saw himself coming back to professional wrestling yep. because at the time he left, it was only WWE yep. and he was not going back to Impact, you know, so it was <laughs> WWE or that's it. Right. So, you know, and now AEW comes along and this is just like, we are so freaking lucky that we're getting this run on from Very. CM Punk because Very. again, without AEW, you can make the case that we would have not gotten this second run from CM Punk. He would have just... Never wrestled again after that 2014 exit from WWE. So it's it's just uh, it's so dope, bro. It's so dope. It really is. It's unbelievable, and that's just the crazy world of professional wrestling that we're in. You mentioned like the dream matches when it comes to Punk. I want to touch on that specifically a little bit later because there's like an interesting rumor that's going around that I, I want to get your thoughts on. Like I said, Dynamite overall was really really good. Uh, we had two incredible tag matches also on the show. We had um. Uh, uh, Shane Strickland and Keith Lee versus um, Team FTW, Powerhouse Hobbs, and uh, Ricky Starks. I thought that match was incredible. And then we had a, a tag team title match, Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express. They put on a fucking banger. And I'm looking at this match. I'm like, wow, bro. Fucking Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish a year ago were still in NXT, right? And now they're wrestling, you know, two AEW originals and Jurassic Express putting on this fucking banger. Jurassic Express goes over. Then fucking FTR comes out. And you don't know what we're getting here. I don't know if we're getting, like, Red Dragon versus FTR, which should be a banger of a fucking match, you know, because we did see that in NXT, you know, for either the ROH titles or something, or do they want to get, you know, keep on going on this journey of just collecting more championships and want to challenge Jurassic Express? So, like, there's so many different directions they could go here, but I'm very intrigued, dude. Dude, I know. Me too. It's it's going to... Listen, it's, we've obviously, the tag team division is one of the things in AEW that's always been praised from the beginning, man. Yeah, because they actually teams. have a tag team division. <laughs> yeah, this is the company that actually cares and gives a damn about tag team wrestling. And yeah, I mean, with FTR being on top of the freaking world right now, you got Red Dragon, who had a great match with Jurassic Express. Let me tell you, I just hope uh, Jurassic Express and Red Dragon are kind of, hey, I mean, yeah, if they're going to do, like, just like, say a triple threat. Um, you know, tag team match between right. all three of those tag teams, then fine. But like the Jurassic Express Red Dragon feud, uh, I mean, let's put it to bed now. You know, yeah, I mean, Jurassic I Express beat them. I was surprised they beat them clean. I'll be honest with you. Um, 
And, you know, it just seems like enough is enough already. I mean, they've been facing off ever since Kyle O'Reilly stepped foot in this company, it seems like. And, uh, you know, enough is enough. Let's move on to other tag teams, too. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. The FTR and, you know, Red Dragon are standing face-to-face. And you, you remember that match that they had on NXT that one time, right? Yeah. I believe it, I believe it was during the Wednesday Night Wars. So, from what I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I'm on... Did it happen during this match? What was the match where I think it was Bobby Fish got hurt and then Roderick Strong had to make a run-in and, like, something happened with Bobby where he couldn't make, so Roderick, like, it went to commercial break and then when we came back from commercial, Roderick took Bobby's place. Was it during that? Yeah. Was, was it the Revival match? Man, I, I can't I, can't I feel like it was the Revival match. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah, I can picture it. I just don't know. I, I can't picture the opponents. I can't picture if that was the exact Well, well regardless, the, revi- the Revival at the time and Undisputed Era, they put on a fucking banger on NXT. Obviously, they had the match. And then during commercial break when, like, the Revival was leaving, like, that NXT crowd. And don't get me wrong. I can't stand the NXT crowd. But, like, in one of these... In this specific scenario, I feel like they, they were actually doing their part. They were, like, telling the Revival, please don't go. Like... Because you ain't doing shit with you on Raw and SmackDown. Like, just stay in NXT. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, their first run they had in NXT was incredible. And then, yeah, when they went back and just had a banger of a match with the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy to think about. And now, like, you know, I guess two years later... Um, They're at the new black and gold brand. What? They're in the new black and gold brand. And guess what? Regal's right, there, right. too. <laughs> right, right. Exact dude. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna make the case AEW is the real NXT 2.0 here. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I think that might be the title of this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, really, 100. percent I mean, you got everybody. You got William Regal. You got, you got Cole. You got Black. You got Andrade. Oh, you got freaking. Nah, you got literally everybody, bro. <laughs> like, it's, it's unbelievable. Every time I see two people, and this is the perfect example of that: FTR and Red Dragon going up and like face to face with each other on Dynamite. Like, I just can't not think about, like, NXT. Like, holy shit. Like, we just saw this match on NXT during the Wednesday Night Wars, and now we're here, we're getting it in AEW. Like, it's just, it's crazy. I saw a really funny tweet um, that someone had posted. I'm going to see if I can find it and send it to you later. They said, like, you know what AEW should do since, like, WWE has, like, completely changed their whole model, and they're not even, like, acknowledging the, the black and gold era of NXT or whatever, and now takeovers ain't called takeovers anymore. They said that what Tony Khan and AEW should do is, like, during, like, their big pay-per-view weekends, like, whatever, like, let's say if if All Out is on a Sunday, right, which most likely it will be, then on Saturday, they should do, like, a Ring of Honor takeover show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just call I know, it, I saw some people saying that, too. <laughs> like, do something like that, and then just, you know, they, 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 they how crazy would it be if Ring of Honor just takes that moniker takeovers? Uh, right? Dude, I, I, well, I saw Tony Khan said after that Supercard show, I think somebody, you know, somebody suggested that, and he was like, I wouldn't be opposed to having a <laughs> on show, and, like, on our pay-per-view weekends, and I'm just like, I, I immediately thought, of like, holy shit, it's gonna be NXT takeovers all over again, man, like, that would be so fun. Oh, my God. God. And yeah, why not call it Ring of Honor takeover? Why not? I don't think, WWE doesn't own a ta- that name takeover. Like, you know, Yo, I mean, did, how, I, oh, how, how fucking crazy would that be? Dude, it's, it's, it's so funny, man, how things change and, oh. and just, uh, 
My goodness. And I saw somebody say, too, on Twitter that, like, yeah, we lost NXT TakeOvers, but, like, we gained AEW TakeOvers every Wednesday night. And I thought that was pretty clever, too. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, you know, you can make that face and it's... It feels like a takeover every single time. It really does. Tonight. 100%. 100%. All right. So, we had this really, really brutal, stiff... And I said it, too. When when this match got announced, uh, Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor Television Championship, I, I said this on a post. I was like, the best way to describe this match that we're going to get on Wednesday is stiff. And that's exactly what we got between these two legends. Because they're, they're living legends, okay? They're active wrestlers, but they're fucking legends in their own right. I, I thought this match was really, really good, bro. Just the first, like, couple of minutes of the match when they're just chopping the fucking shit out of each other and you see straight hamburger meat on both guys' chests and they're smiling about it, enjoying the pain. How nuts are these two, bro? <laughs> Dude, I, I meant to go back and watch this match and count how many chops that there was in this match. I did not have time to, but man, if somebody uh, could go back and, and figure out how many chops that they did in this match, I would love to, to see what the final number was because my goodness, like they just wouldn't stop. And I was lo- and like how, how sick of individuals are we that we're just loving every minute of this and we don't want them to stop. And they're enjoying it too. <laughs> they're enjoying it too. As, as their chests look like raw meat. Like minutes into the match, oh. they are absolutely loving it too, and they probably don't even feel it, man. It's probably like their chests are probably numb after the first few chops. I mean, it's just it, it's crazy. Suzuki is just unbelievable. He's so fun to watch, and mm-hmm. this match was so highly anticipated. I think definitely delivered. Um, I would love to see it again somewhere down the line, and uh, I'm not surprised that Samoa Joe ended up winning because yeah. I don't know, you know, Suzuki being you know from Japan and everything. I don't know how how much he's going to be coming back to the U.S. I know he's been in the U.S. a lot lately, mm-hmm. but, um, you know. Things are I, opening up, too. Obviously, we talked about it last week where New Japan is getting their visas ready for some of the, the gaijin talent as well. Um, and also for their own talent, too, to cross the states. To, you know, New Japan just had a show yesterday, uh, last night, um, in Chicago. So, like, they're getting their visa situation ready for not only the gaijin talent, but their own Japanese talent as well because things are starting to open up. So, who knows, man? Maybe two years from now we can make this Japan trip, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Fingers crossed, man. And thank goodness they're getting their shit uh, figured out over there in Japan. Uh, it's been far too long. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, Suzuki most likely going to go back there and, and spend some, some time there. And Samoa Joe couldn't take a loss here. So, right. like, obviously, it was a no-brainer to give him this belt. And, you know, if you want to make Ring of Honor, you know, big time again, you know, you got to <clears> put – some sort of belt on a guy like Samoa Joe right off the gate. It was cool that Suzuki won it yep. at Supercard. It was a good moment. Yep, uh, great moment. You know, but Samoa Joe <laughs> needed this win. Um, so I thought the match was just uh, <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, and I, I really great. just did not want it to end, man. I, <laughs> I was given a decent amount of time, but yeah, man. I selfishly wish we got more time. That's how fun it was. I thought the match was incredible, too. Uh, you know, credit to both of uh, those guys. They're fucking in-ring generals and just living legends and just brutality when it comes to both of their offense. So Samoa Joe goes over, right call, new TV champ. Um, he's bo- he's going to be heavily involved, not only in AEW, but this new version of Ring of Honor. So it's only right for him to carry the television championship. Okay. Yeah. So rewind back from last week. Let's rewind back. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt said that, you know, they had a big surprise for Samoa Joe. Well, we got... 
something. I don't. I wouldn't call it a surprise, but man, the, the way they executed this was just not good. The lights going out. Then we see this big tall motherfucker. Saddam Singh, Sandam Singh. I, I can't. Uh, the, the first name always like skips me. But he's a former. He's a former NBA player. He used to play for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, and apparently he's been training for close to a year in the Nightmare Factory. Okay, uh, both QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes have been heavily involved in his training. But just the execution of his debut just was not good, especially coming from a hot show overall. Like I said, even with this poorly executed debut, I still think it didn't take nothing away from the show. Like, I still enjoy the show overall. Uh, Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer did report that, you know, this debut heavily has ties to the Discovery Warner media because uh, Discovery ended up buying, like, Time Warner. Like, there's, like, now they're all in one company. And one of the Discovery's TV channels, like, you know, uh, networks up in, in India, that's where they uh, play AEW. Like, that's where they broadcast AEW on that channel. So, I, I get what they're doing from a business standpoint. But I feel like if, if they would have still executed what we got on Wednesday, with, like, just remove, like, the blackout, right? Because I feel like blackouts are heavily used in AEW. Like, they, 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 it's overdone. Especially when you still have, like, free agents out there, right? Like a Bray Wyatt. So... If they would have done the same debut, maybe not in the main event, but like let's say if Suzuki and Samoa Joe would have opened the show and then the main event would have been like the tag team championship match, if you would have still had like that match happen the way it did and then instead of the blackout, you just have Jay Lethal and Dutt like show up and then maybe have this tall sing dude attack Joe from behind in the opening match and then like the aftermath, People would have been so pissed off about it. And people would have been like, had like a sour taste in their mouth. Because like fast forward to last night at Battle of the Belts, the presentation of this dude was completely different. Like it was actually not bad. It was pretty good. I just feel like it was poor placement. And then I just didn't need the blackout. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I even tweeted it out on the Lucha Outsiders page after this happened. I said, you know, you just don't need the black, you know, the blackout with the lights going off. If you're not going to deliver a huge surprise that everybody's going to know, and everybody's going to pop for when the lights go back on. You know, that's that's the reasoning behind turning the lights off, turning it back on, is, is you want to create this sort of suspense. You want to create the surprise. Then when you turn the lights on, you get ready for the crazy pop because you're like, you can't believe who's in the middle of the ring. You know? Right. But nobody knew who this guy was. And um, listen, I think a lot of people are blowing this weight out of proportion. And I understand it was a dud ending to a great mm -hmm. show. I get it. It, the, the, the debut fell so flat, you know, and it was it was going to fall flat. Just absolutely nobody knew who this guy was. Right. It's not like they, they did any video packages to tease this man. Um, not like they showed us, like, his training or anything like that. Like, there's been no mention of this guy. Uh, they did sign him back in September, and I don't remember it, but I saw somebody uh, resurface the tweet. And um, I believe I, I, I breezed through it at the time. So it does seem somewhat familiar to me, but I kind of just shook it off. Like, eh, whatever. They just signed a big dude from, uh, you know, from the NBA or whatever. Like, listen, AEW is going to do that. You know, again, it's it, this company is completely different from WWE in terms of the wrestling, how they go about certain things, the storylines or whatever, and how they do shows. But one thing that's not going to be different is they're not going to not sign guys like this. You know, yep. this is like a WWE type of signing, but 
this is what they have to do to expand AEW into different countries. 100%. Like India, you know? Um, and you may, you need somebody like a Greg Holly, and that's exactly what this guy is. He's like AEW's Greg Holly. He actually moves better than Greg Holly and some of these giants that we've seen. <laughs> yeah, well, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, who knows? And, and he's apparently been training in you know for a while mm-hmm. now. He's he's trained with QT Marshall, I guess, at the Nightmare Factory. Yep. And apparently, Sanjay Dutt now is training him. And who, who knows? This guy could be good. Who who knows? Uh, he's a tall dude, man. He is a tall freaking guy. I mean, he's just. He towers over everybody else, which is, it's a cool visual to see when he's in the ring, no doubt. Um, but yeah, this obviously fell flat, and I'm not, you know, defending AEW by any means, but what I am going to say about it is that you would think, by looking at Twitter, if you missed this show, you would think by looking at Twitter that AEW did something so, like, just unbelievably bad, like, oh my god, like, let's, let, let's <laughs> close up shop. Don't worry, Ryan, that's how, don't run. worry, Ryan, the thing that they incredibly did really, really bad happened on Friday, not Wednesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's another thing. Too, we'll talk about that. I want to rant about, too. <laughs> my goodness. But, you know, as of Wednesday night, right. Thursday, you would think this company should just close up shop because there's no recovering from this, man. I mean, listen, you'd forget that they had, like, the, an exploding bomb that, that completely missed on, you know, it's a main event, a pay-per-view or whatever, like, that the bomb didn't go off the way it should have been. Like, you would think that that was this type of moment here. Like, this wasn't a big freaking deal. And then the day after when it comes out that Meltzer says, like, you know, the reasoning behind debuting this guy because of all these things you just mentioned about the Indian market right, right, right. and things like that. Yep. And now everybody starts, you know, it starts to make a little bit more sense. But, like, let's give AEW the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, they, they constantly deliver, give us what, what we want right. on every single occasion. Right. One, yeah, right. One they thousand percent. ending here to a great show. Okay. Is it the biggest deal in the no. world, man? No. Like, I don't think it is. It was not something so fucking atrocious that it took away from the whole show. This is not, like, Fiend fucking Seth Rollins Hell in the Cell type um Vibes. It's not even close to that. It's not even. It's not even the bomb botch from Revolution. Um, a year some change ago. It's not even that levels. It's not even Dark Order making the run in in the early days of AEW bad. Was it a dud? Absolutely. But it's also to the point where we got this ending, and for this AEW crowd, and I and I'll say even like the AEW audience. That's another reason why I felt more of a dud because it's like. The, the, the audience just wanted nothing to do with this debut and how it was given to them. Fast forward to Battle of the Belts, like I said, the presentation was completely different. AEW learned from their mistakes or whatever, and they're like, okay, now we're going to present you this guy in a different way. And I think they hit a home run in Battle of the Belts with um, the aftermath of the Grisham and Dal- uh, Dalton Castle match. Yeah, they, they definitely. Th- this is definitely the way they probably should have debuted this guy. Yep. Um, went a lot more smoother and a lot better mm-hmm. than the date on Dynamite. But you know what? <laughs> you live and you learn, I guess. You yep. know, Tony Khan is still living and he's learning, man. Yep. Like He's been doing this for, what, three years now? And, yeah, it's a decent amount of time. But listen, like, you know, he's hit a home run on literally every <laughs> right. other day. And people I mean, still yes. complain. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, yeah, was it a dud? Completely 100%. Did I feel like... Did I feel a little eh after the show went off the air? Of course, because when the show goes off the air with, with something like that, but I don't. Again, I don't think it was. I think it was a, a huge overreaction. But am I surprised there's a huge overreaction from these marks and these peckerheads on no. of the IWC? No, not one bit. This is how wrestling fans the are. The following day, because I still came out of them like, man, that was a terrible ending, but it was still a great show. That was legit my response to it, right? So the next day, 
I posted like just a little graphic, like I do a little a little uh, collage of like the four matches that to me just made the night, which was the tag team championship match. You had a uh, Strickland and Lee versus uh, Team FTW, Punk and Pentagon, and then the main event, Samoa Joe and Minoru Suzuki. I was like, these four matches were bangers. Overall, it was a great show. Of course, it had to be uh, one Peckerhead. Like you must have really liked the ending of the show. Really, like one little terrible debut, poorly executed debut. Okay, because that's what it was. That's gonna take away from the whole rest of the show. I would have had the same stance when it was something even more serious with the with the bomb botch. Listen, even with the bomb botch, I was I know I was in the minority, but I'm like, I still wish I would have been there because I thought the whole paper was still good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I would be saying that. Yeah, uh, again. This is, like I said, this is the difference between us and everybody else out there. It's like, I'm trying to, like, I mean, I know we do this podcast, so obviously we have to, you know, analyze. Right, of course, of course. I'm trying to watch my wrestling and not analyze every little detail of the show and pick out the good points and the bad points. I'm just trying to enjoy the fact that we have an alternative promotion in AEW that literally is right up every wrestling fan's alley. It's like it's like a wet dream for, mm-hmm. for a diehard pro, pro wrestling fan. Like I'm trying not to complain about things that they do bad and you know enjoy the, the plethora of positives that they give us right. on a weekly and monthly basis, you know? So it's, like I said, we could talk at, at nauseum about this, about how wrestling fans just don't appreciate anything, and, oh, they take everything for granted, they just live to bitch and moan and sit on the couch and complain about, oh, Tony Khan screwed this up, he did this. Listen, he's giving you a, a kick-ass show every freaking week, and let's talk about that. Well, you know, briefly mention how great that uh, Swerve and Keith Lee versus so FW match was. So, so good. Blast. So good. I, I didn't even, like, really care too much, I'll be honest. Like, that was one of those matches where I was, like, scrolling my phone a little bit. Right. Like, eh, it's, like, it's going to be good, but I don't really care too much. It's just a regular tag match with no, nothing on the line, really. But, man, like, then I ended up looking up and, like, putting my phone down. I'm like, holy shit, this is fun. Yeah, and, really good And, you know, match. like I said, we had, like, the debut of Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh, there you go. That's the you guy's know? name, Satnam Singh. It's just, uh, it's I don't know. Yeah. This is what bothers me sometimes about wrestling fans. And you know what? And then, and then to you know, fast forward a couple of days later, later AEW fixes it because then the presentation that we got at Battle of the Belts was really good for Sam I'm saying I, I enjoyed it. Right. So it's like already, it's like it's like Tony Khan already learned his lesson. Exactly. You know, I'm sure he, exactly. He, he's on Twitter, and I'm, I'm sure he's seen the negative reaction. You know, he's all over Twitter. He knows that oh, he's oh, screwed up. Tony I'm Khan sure. loves Twitter one thousand <laughs> percent. Oh, he's obsessed. Actually, <laughs> actually, too. Uh, I don't even know if you you heard the quote that he said on Busted Open Radio too, where he said that uh, he was against turning out the lights for for this guy. Oh yeah, he but, he put the heat on so he put the heat on else. yeah he put the heat on someone else. Tony Khan <laughs> wanted nothing to do. Yeah, uh, he, he, Tony's so funny, <laughs> bro. He did not say the guy's name, but uh, you know. Who, uh, you could, who from backstage in AEW has 30-plus years of experience? I don't know. You could probably rattle off a few names and, and narrow it down. I'm not going to do that because I don't really care that much. I listen, but, uh, I, there's, a, there's a bunch of them, bro. We could, we could name a few, okay? We could Malenko, Anderson, Lynn, uh, BJ Whip. Uh, not BJ Whip. Is yep. it B, BJ uh, Whitmer? Yeah. yeah, BJ Whitmer's still with the company, yeah. right? BJ Whitmer? Yeah, yeah. Did I say Dustin Rhodes? Nope. He's another one. There's a couple, man. There's a couple. QT Marshall, maybe it was him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was. Oh, let's ridicule QT. Oh, uh, yeah. Christopher Daniels, he's another one. You know, like right? they, they, right? there's a whole bunch. For for shits and giggles, let's just put it on QT Marshall. Yeah, I'm 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 100 behind that. It's all QT's fault. <laughs> okay, all right. Blackpool Combat Club. 
Dude, they they had a banger with the gun with the gun club, another club, and on Rampage this week. I just like the presentation of the of the of this of the stable, man. I'm really curious to see who they add to the group and Wheeler Yuta, bro. This is a guy, like I said last week, we are gonna talk about at the end of the year when it comes to breakout stars of the year, man. This guy, yo, he's putting some of the best performances right now because he was always a good wrestler, right? But he just didn't have like that swagger or like people weren't really much invested into him, you know? Like, let's put it this way. But he became part of, like, the, the, the stable of the best friends. So I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. The best friends have a new member. But now that he's part of, associated with Mox, Regal, and Brian, now I feel like he actually matters and people care about him. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. AEW has made this guy into a, a legit star. And it's uh, it, that's the way to do it, man. And all he needed was, you know, like, like a breakout performance like this. And he needed, like, some sort of direction where he yep. obviously has right now. And, and yeah, man, he's, uh, he's, I think he's opened a lot of people's eyes and this is the way to do it, man. Yeah. Like I said, he was just some average Joe coming out with, with the best friends and nobody cared about him. And, and now look, look, at he was the forgotten was... friend of the best friends. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and now he's turned his back on them. And now he's, uh, you know, he's joined this Blackpool combat club and I think it's a perfect fit. It's, it's great to have, you know, uh, a young guy under the learning tree of Mox and, uh, Danielson, because uh, a lot of people wanted it to be Daniel Garcia, but obviously he's with Jericho now and everything. Which like I that. don't mind. Um, which I don't mind. I actually, I, yeah. I've been enjoying. I like uh, how Daniel Garcia kind of has like he's like in the Sammy G role now. Like he kind of has like a swag, and he's kind of being like the second to Jericho. So I've been enjoying it. Hey, he's uh, he's learning from Chris Jericho. Yep. And that's just as good as learning from Moxley Danielson in my book. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just love how these young guys are working with these vets, and it's only going to make them better, man. And you already could see that with Wheeler Yuta specifically. So uh, I think it's a perfect fit. And, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, like, who's going to join next? And, man, like, I don't know if necessarily anybody else has to join. Just keep I mean, it a trio? Know, keep it a trio. I'm, I'm digging the well, way I mean, they, I mean, technically, Regal's part of the group, too. So, I mean, yeah, he's not an active wrestler, but, you know, technically, it's like, it, it, it is a stable. You know, Regal's, like, managing them. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome, bro. It's one of the best things going on, not just in AEW, but one of the hottest things in pro wrestling right now that I'm really all in on. So uh, it's been fun, and you know, I don't know what the uh, the future holds because I was like, you know, well, maybe Mox and Danielson will end up winning the tag titles at some point, but now with Wheeler Yuta in the mix, I don't really know if that's going to happen. So I don't know if we're getting trios titles or whatnot, but um, right now I'm going to enjoy what we got with them and enjoy these trios matches that we're going to be getting and. Uh, We'll see where it goes, but yeah, Wheeler Yuta has been presented as a massive, massive star, and it's uh, it's pretty cool to see. One last thing, since we're on the topic of the Blackpool Combat Club, apparently uh, Mox's contract is up like next month. He's gonna resign, right? There's no way he's gonna try to like see his options are out there, right? He has to stay with AEW. I mean, I think uh, I think he'll definitely weigh his options. He 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 had said that if WWE called, he'd pick up the phone and listen. Um, and, you know, I think everybody would. Uh, but he says nothing. He doesn't think anything would materialize from that. He says that he doesn't think they'd be on the same page. And and I, I agree with that. I mean, listen, never say never. Uh, I just Rose feel like he's back. having so much fun. Not just in AEW, but he's like doing New Japan. He's obviously doing the GCW stuff. Like, I feel like he's having so much fun doing other stuff that he was not doing in WWE. Unless, which it'll never happen, but unless WWE's going to let him do Bloodsport, I just don't see him returning to the company. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very unlikely. 
But I'm not going to say it's like a definite possibility that he's never going to go back. Just because, like, no, just never say never. I mean, Cody has literally changed everything for me. Like, I mean, if, if they let Cody come back to the company and keep everything that he did in AEW, you know, why wouldn't they allow a guy like, you know, Mox to do the same? Does he come I, back as Mox? Does he come back matches. as Moxley or does he come back as Ambrose? I, well, that's the thing, too. Yeah, he's built up such a name, uh, a big name in WWE as Dean Ambrose that he would probably have to go back to that because. It would be weird if he came back as John Moxley, you know. Everybody's like, "Wait, isn't that Dean Ambrose?" And you're just going to confuse the whole WWE audience. So, yeah, I'm obviously going to say that yes, he's going to resign with AEW 100. percent But again, who knows? Because right. if you would have asked me a few months ago, is Cody Rhodes right. going to the WWE? Right. I would have said 100. percent No, he's resigning no with chance. AEW. Like, no brainer. But like I said, you never know. You never know. You're absolutely right. All right, let's talk about the main event from Rampage. You had Adam Page versus Adam Cole 2. Adam versus Adam. I thought this match was really, really good. You know, it's funny because at first watching this match, I'm like, man, like, I would say like the first maybe quarter, maybe even half of the match, I'm like, man, Hangman is just getting his shit in. Like, Cole had very little offense, and then, like, it just started picking up, and then Cole started getting his shit in, too. Besides it being a good match, and once again, Hangman picking up a win and having another successful title defense and just ha- adding another banger to his reign, a lot of people were making a big deal about the ending. And I'll just share my thoughts on this real quick. I'm sure you're going to go on a rant and go on a tirade or whatever, which I'm going to enjoy 1,000%. But like for me, watching this and then seeing that spot, I just looked at it like, man, that was a fucking brutal spot. What a great ending. That, that was my takeaway, right? But then when I see all these people going online, and, and I feel like the people that were making a big deal about the, the barbed wire crown to the head, then to the, uh, what do you call that, the red eye? The, 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 the uh, dead eye? The, de- the dead eye, right? Um, which is like a, a, a reverse like pile driver type gimmick. So when, when he did that spot, and people were making a big deal about it, like, oh, how do you do that on Good Friday or whatever? I'm like, oh, yeah, it is Good Friday. So like for me for those that don't, right so like for me for those that don't know don't know right listen I respect everyone's beliefs and if they're religious or whatever you're into I respect it whatever but like for me I'm borderline atheist all right and I have no problem saying it it's not something I promote or anything like that this is my show my podcast you know I'm doing it with my buddy you know that I love so I have no problem saying it. like I'm borderline atheist I don't I respect anybody's beliefs whatever you're into you're into. Um, but that's just where I stand on it. So, like, for me, like, even, like, today, like, a day like Easter, like, to me, Easter's more about the Easter Bunny than anything else. And that's not me trying to disrespect anyone's beliefs or anything like that. But that that's just how I look at things, right? That's how I view it. When I see the spot and I saw people making a big fuss about it, I'm like, like, okay, I guess. I, like, to me, I don't think it was something that, that had malicious intent. I think it was just a spot and that's it. Um, so I really had no much thoughts into it i did a post on it yesterday i'm like hey people really making a big deal about this spot huh and there's some pecker has that you know uh we're upset about it uh shout out some uh a close friend of mine kevin we had a discussion back and forth about it, about it and he did feel a certain type of way about it but at the same time he was just like it is what it is you know because we've seen worse shit in wrestling right going back to raven uh crucifying the sandman and taker has done shit and we've seen stuff like that and before, and I feel like in, in just anything in general, right, whether it's movies or wrestling or comedy, whatever it is, people poke fun at religion. Like, I don't know if ever if people have ever watched the movie Dogma 
that's a Jane Silent Bob movie. They poke a lot of fun of religion on there too. So I feel like in general, everywhere, if you really want to dissect it or go into detail about it, there's fine you'll find something that might be potentially offensive. I get why some people may might have taken it wrong, but at the same time it went over my head and I didn't think much of it. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I'm sure everybody, including you, are probably expecting a huge rant here. But like, it's it's almost at the point where it's like, I don't even want to give it. <laughs> I really, I'm even at that point because it's just so freaking ridiculous, man. Like, the shit people come up with. And listen, like, yeah, I'm the same way as you. I, I watched it. Well, I didn't watch it live. I watched it late um, Friday night when me I got too. home. Me too. Me too. And, I didn't watch uh, it live either. Dude, I... I did not think anything of it at at all. I mean, listen, I watched the match. I enjoyed it. Everything was great. Then I go on Twitter and I see people complaining about it. And I'm like, wait, what? And it literally took me a few minutes to actually, like, dive into it and investigate what people were bitching and moaning about. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, like, my first reaction was that, goddamn, people have way too much time on their hands. And they they have way too much time to overthink stupid shit like Mm -hmm. this. I mean, this is, like, as big of an overreaction as you could possibly get. I mean, this is obviously way more of an overreaction than ooh, what we were just talking about, about this uh, Sing debut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just borderline ridiculous. I mean, come on now. Like, you think these two guys were thinking about that in the moment? I don't think I, so. You gotta be... Some people guy. Some people have argued that. I don't think so. I, I don't, I no don't think they thought of it no at all. Shot. No shot in hell, bro. I mean, my God, these guys are focused on killing each other. Hangman's focused on putting on a great performance. Adam Cole's focused on putting on a great performance. You think that they're thinking about what day it is and that they're potentially doing this spot on? I mean, give me a freaking break, dude. Like, I just think the whole thing is just borderline ridiculous. And like I said, I don't even, like, know what else to say. I don't even have a rant in me because of just how stupid and ridiculous some people overreacted about it. I mean, it's just, it's... It literally makes me want to delete social media and never go on it ever again. No. Obviously, that's impossible for me to do, but right. it just literally makes me want to just like disconnect from all that stuff. Watch my wrestling show, do this podcast, and not worry about what any yeah. freaking idiot out there is 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 gonna say about this. It, it's just I maybe because I'm not religious or anything like that. Maybe that's the reason why I didn't feel any type of way. But it's just like, to me, I just saw it as a devastating spot. That's it. That's all I took away from it. I didn't put much thought into it. I didn't think nothing of it. And and then I, I just see a lot. Of, I, I won't even say a lot, dude. I'll say like, uh, it was a it was a decent portion. I, I don't I don't think uh that decent portion overshadowed like how great the match was and like, you know the the stuff they did in the ring, and then also too, it's like if you're gonna have like a like you know point the finger and be like, oh, they should be ashamed of themselves. Like you're talking about Adam Cole and Hangman Page, literally like one the two nicest guys in the world of professional wrestling. Like if you ever met these two guys, these guys are like fucking saints. Okay. Yeah. It's just I don't know. People people put too much thought into things, and it's like like I said, you could find something offensive in everything and anything so like i just just take it for what it is don't overthink it guys it's, it's really not that serious and and, and even if just say uh, let's let's just say let's back up all these morons takes on twitter right and and just say oh yeah hangman and cole knew exactly what they were doing in this moment and they did this on purpose what would be the point of that right uh, right we're, we're shaking right. our heads and our shoulders that's it right. it was a spot 
Right. Like, what what would be the point of them doing this purposely and pissing off everybody? Like, to piss off everybody? Is that, right. that, is that what they wanted to do? Like, right. oh, and crucify? Well, you know, I, I, again, what would be the point? So, like, like let's really analyze it for, for a second, you know? Like, I just... Like I don't understand what the point of it would be if they did it on purpose. And like, I really and not... which and which I hope that I, I'm I'm sure they're not. No, but listen, no. Hangman Page and Adam Cole they're not losing sleep over it. Fucking Hangman Page is still he's still the world champ, and and Adam Cole is in bed with Britt Baker right now, so they're not losing sleep over <laughs> this shit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just like I said, it's it's a it's as big of an overreaction as you're possibly gonna get. And like I said, this is what happens when. People have too much time on their hands, and they overthink everything, and, and just, uh, you know, literally, like, every little thing's got to be in bad taste, right? Like, every little thing, like, to, to some people. And uh, it's just, like, some people like me and you don't even think twice about it. And right. let's put aside the fact that you're not, you know, religious. I mean, I am, mm-hmm. and, uh, but it's just, like, it even still didn't bother me. Like, right, I, just, right, right. I, I mean, I do care about, you know, religion and everything like that, but I just, I guess I don't really, I didn't care that they did this and I didn't really you didn't think much it of it the way yeah right. I didn't see it you the weren't way triggered you didn't think much of it it just went over your head like wow that was a devastating spot and that was it because you know if we're watching wrestling listen if you're watching wrestling or you're watching a movie you're not watching it or to like point out like oh that's offensive oh I didn't like that no 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 you're just watching it to enjoy it, right? Like, you're watching wrestling to enjoy it. You're not saying, like, hey, was that a subliminal message? Oh, that was disrespectful for... Nah, you're not watching it for that. Exactly. Exactly, dude, 100%. I, I'm, I watch my wrestling, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I turn it off and, uh, you know, go on to something else or, you know, think about other things, you know? Like, I, I don't immediately, like, run to Twitter right after, you know, the show is over and, and, and immediately go to send out a tweet, you know? Right. Like, it's just, like, some of these people are just ridiculous. But again, they have no time on their... They have bunch of time on their hands and this is what they do on, on a 24 7 basis when they watch their wrestling is criticize every little thing and find things to pick and, and and take away from from the show that will just garner some sort of reaction on twitter so it can get likes and retweets that's basically what it comes down to at the end of the day yeah so yesterday they did uh battle of the belts too it was taped after rampage on friday night so you had Thunder Rosa defending her women's championship against Nyla Rose. She went over, obviously. That was a good match. You had Grisham and Dalton Castle. That was actually a really good match, too. Dalton Castle came with his original boys from Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, the twins. I can't think of their names right now. And then you had Sammy G versus Scorpio Sky, which now we have a three-time, three-time, three-time TNT champion in Sammy G. But I don't know what they're doing with Sammy G's booking. I, listen, I'm a big Sammy G guy. I think he's a star. While I do enjoy Sammy G and Tay Connie being a couple and they're having the time of their lives. The second they paired them up as an on-screen couple as well, I don't know if that was a, a, a their decision, like that's something they wanted to do, or is more of a Tony decision. I feel like the fans have kind of turned on both of them. And then specifically in this match, I don't know what they're doing. If they're, they're trying to make a heel turn here with Sammy G. During the match, Sammy G did have some heel tendency. And even how he won the match, he hit a low blow and then his finisher. Yes, I know there were some like shenanigans also with Ethan Page and, and Dan Lambert. But then like afterwards, I posted like a, a backstage promo where Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky cut. And that felt like a babyface promo. So I don't know if they're doing a double turn here. But... Listen, anytime Sammy G has goals, I fully support it because I'm a big Sammy G guy. I think he's a star. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not sure what decision it was to to put book them as an on-air couple. 
If the plan is for them to go full heel and that's what they want to do, cool. Good for them. Then they're, they're executing this well. But if this is like a Tony idea and the plan isn't for them to turn heel, I don't know, man. I'm not really... I'm, I feel like there's just a disconnect here for me. Well, it definitely seems like they're turning heel. I mean, Sammy won with the low blow, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, right? I, yeah. I did see the clip. I, I did not watch the entire Battle of the Bells. Uh, just crazy day yesterday and didn't have time. But I, I, I know Sammy is the new TNT champ, and I know he won with a low blow. And, and he, yeah, I mean, it certainly looks like they're going heel, and I think it was only a matter of time. And this is not a Cody even Brandy type of thing where Cody says numerous times he's not going to go heel. I mean, right. Sammy's played the heel character in the past, and he's killed it, and he's been very good at it. And I think these two together, with you know, the, with the way they are, completely just getting so much heat like go away heat it's not yeah. even just like it's, yeah. it's it's getting to the point where people are annoyed at them because they are just playing into it perfectly mm-hmm. um it's it was only a matter of time and I'm, I'm not sure about dan lambert and scorpio sky and ethan page going babyface um but it, it's it's i guess it's definitely for the best if, if you're gonna continue this storyline with sammy and ty because it's just there's no way those two could be the baby faces they were they're not being cheered and they're not gonna yo it's so crazy like before they were an on-air couple yo sammy g was getting some of the loudest pops in like a yeah. tv right the second they they <laughs> they shoved them on our tv screen as a couple the crowd was like boo this is too much we don't want to see you <laughs> right, 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 and I get it. You know they are, they are. You know they post a lot yeah. uh, about themselves. On Listen, they're, it, they're they're young in love. They're just you know. yeah, dude. It looks like a high school couple panel there, <laughs> where, where they're literally obsessed with each other. Um, which you know, and if there's one thing that I learned from you know the the past and previous relationships in my life, it is not a good thing when you're completely obsessed with one another and, yeah. and you yeah. are each other's lives. Like yep. it's the I, I'm not going to say, oh, my God, like, and I don't want this to happen. I don't want them to break up. They're clearly very happy. Right, right. I, listen, I enjoy them as a couple. I really I yeah. think they, they look happy, good for them, right? Listen, they're, they're, cool. they're a fucking hot couple. They're an it couple without taking, like, the, like, the Miz and Maurice's gimmick. Like, after seeing all we see on social media of them, which is, like, all over the place, right? Now we're seeing it on TV, too. The the AEW audience, well, just a wrestling audience in general, you're going to get heat from them. Yeah, I mean, I can see why it's a little too much. I, I get it 100%. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to go to the shows and boot the shit out of them because no. I enjoy I enjoy what they're doing. I mean, I, right. I love how they're leaning into the heat, you know, because uh, especially Ty Conti, too. And I think she has a right more than anybody because everybody was ridiculing yes. her from the yes. start where, yes. oh, my God, she was the, the homewrecker in this. And, oh, my God, she's the reason why they broke up this and that. And obviously, that was not the case one bit. So if there's anybody that uh, has a right to lean into this and really enjoy this, it's her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, listen, I'm never a huge fan of couples uh, in real life being on screen together. But in this case, I think, you know, it could work. I think, uh, you know, if the heel turn is in full effect now, which I hope it is after the low blow, I'm 100% on board with this, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I can't wait for people to just be so outraged by every little thing that they do from here on out. And uh, like you said before, every time Sammy Guevara has some sort of gold, that's cool with me in my book. I understand people were a little uh, confused and, and didn't like the booking decision. I thought it was a little weird myself. I was yeah, me surprised too. when me I too. saw them take it off the Scorpio Sky this soon. But listen, I'm a huge Sammy guy, and you know I don't know where it's going. I'm not going to sit here and, and try and predict where it's going because I 
don't know. I, I legit can't even predict. I can't even tell you what's going to happen next. Um, one thing I am sure of is we're obviously going to get a Paige Van Zandt versus Ty Conti yes. match. That's, yep. that's one thing that's I, I, I can tell you with 100% certainty. As far as anything else, I have no clue. But we'll see where it goes. And uh, listen, Sammy Guevara, three-time TNT champ, man. He's, he's killing it. I mean, the past seven or eight months, man, he has just absolutely... Yeah killed it on every single level i mean i think i saw a stat that he now has the most tnt championship matches under his belt more than anybody uh, which is is ridiculous another fun uh, stat for sammy g too you know battle of the belts is actually becoming his show because at the first battle of the belts he won the interim tnt championship so that that's kind of becoming like his his marquee show low-key right right yeah i didn't even notice that um yeah that's a good point yeah, he should uh, listen. He he's dubbing himself as the streak breaker now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, breaking all these uh these streaks of all these these guys. Miro first, and now uh, Scorpio. So listen, they're leaning into this heel turn, and it's it, in full force. And I'm like I said, I I love the good heel turn, and I love when two people can garner real life heat. It's not just heat because you know he's a heel on screen. It's a heat because they genuinely like don't want to see this guy and, and, and this girl on screen because they're so freaking annoying and they're over it, this and that. So I think it's it's perfect. I think it could totally work. And, uh, yeah, I guess we will see what happens next. I fully expect at the next Battle of Belts, if Sammy G is booked, which I, I, I don't see why he wouldn't, especially if he was in the first two, and he has a big title defense or whatever, a big match, and he goes over, I expect the shirt to come out to say he's Mr. Battle of the Belts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I, don't, I don't even think he's even acknowledged uh, that, you know, at all. So that could definitely be something. Listen, give give him all the uh, all the nicknames. Give, yeah. him, give him a bunch of different uh, gimmicks and things like that. And like I said, lean into this heel turn because, man, like it's 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 rare when you can garner real-life go-away heat like he has. So uh, definitely take advantage of it. And, you know, I think, like I said, he's, he's genuinely, like, He's a good baby face, don't get me wrong, but you yeah. look at him and you're just like, he looks like that right. typical a-hole. You his, know? Fa- his facial expressions, too. Yep, yeah, yep, the way he carries himself and everything. So, yeah, I'm, I, I love it. I think it's uh, I think it's great. All right. The last thing I want to talk about with you is this big Tony announcement that we're getting on Wednesday night. He put on a graphic on Dynamite, like, Tony has a big announcement. I'm like, again? Well, what? What what is he gonna yeah. announce now, right? At first, and if this happened on Wednesday, right? At first, I'm like, what is he gonna announce that he bought Impact or, or something else? He bought something else. These two rumors that that are like kind of mingling in the dirt sheets, right? There's one big one, and then there's one light one. The light one is that he's gonna announce that Ring of Honor has a TV deal, and I don't think that's the rumor. Big one where people are speculating is that he's gonna announce an AEW New Japan Super Show, and it's supposed to happen the third week of June. At first, one person reported reported that it was going to be like the third weekend of June, which would be like 25th of June or the 26th of June. And then some other people are reporting that it's like the Thursday of that week, which is the 23rd. Let me tell you something. If it happens on a weekend, if it happens that third weekend of June, I am taking a flight to Chicago. Because apparently it's rumored to be in Chicago. If this Super Show happens... This New Japan AEW Super Show. If it happens, and it happens on the weekend, I am taking a flight to that weekend for Chicago to, to be there. I have to see this. What's your yeah. what, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you, you know me, bro. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't miss that either. Uh, I have a friend in Chicago who was nice enough to let me stay with him. Uh, he stayed with, I stayed with him for All Out. Um, and he, you know, literally says, like, anytime, like, you know, I'm, I'm more than welcome to and all that stuff. So, 
I we've already like talked a little bit, like you know, oh my god, like it just happened. Oh my god, like this is nothing serious. But uh, dude, if I, all I have to do is get a flight and get a ticket and not have to worry about a hotel, man, like that just makes my life a lot easier, and it just makes trips to Chicago. A right. hell of a lot easier. So, yeah, if it goes down, man, I, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say for certainty that I'd be there, but man, it'd be hard not to be there, especially if it's like a all-out like Okada versus Brian and Punk versus Tanahashi. Well, that's and, what I was and, mentioning before about like, you know, we we talked about like all the the possible matchups that Punk could have like in, in AEW, right? But but if this happens, especially with like these relationships that AEW has, well, Tony Khan has made with other companies, specifically New Japan. Punk and Okada, Punk and Tanahashi, like Punk and Suzuki. I mean, we just saw Suzuki and Joe, but like Punk and Suzuki, like the list just goes on and on. Punk and Osprey, like there's just so many. Punk and Jay White. Yeah, dude. Oh my God, the possibilities are endless, man. You, you can't just do one show in order to get all these dream matches in. Like you need to do multiple AEW versus New Japan shows. Um, it's, I mean, the possibilities are endless. I don't even know how you would even book this because. Like I said, there's so many different avenues and matches that I would book from an AEW versus New Japan standpoint. It's it's ridiculous. Um, listen, if, if that's the announcement, then that's cool. Uh, I don't know, though, if that needs to be a dubbed as a major announcement that you're hyping up all week to make people, like, you know... Listen, <laughs> like, Tony loves his announcements. He, he loves to announce ahead of time that he has a major announcement. Like, I don't understand why he can't just open up the show... And just come out and be like, look, we're doing a new Japan versus AEW Super Show. Like, I don't know why he needs to tease it beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are going to tune in regardless. People who tune into Dynamite week after week are going to tune in regardless. People aren't just tuning in to see what his major announcement is. I mean, they're they're just not, man. AEW fans are going to tune in every single week. That's, that's what we do, you know? Especially right. if they keep giving us great cards like they have been. We're going to tune in regardless. Of course. We're not just tuning in just for the announcement. So... Yeah, I mean, whether it's that, whether it's a, a streaming deal for Ring of Honor, whether it's a, uh, a streaming a streaming network for AEW, where they could have their own network and stuff like that, who knows? Uh, it's probably one of those three. But I just, uh, yeah, when I saw that he has a major announcement, I, uh, I'm just like, my God, man, this this man is full of major announcements. Uh, you know, just it's uh, it's getting a little ridiculous at this point. <laughs> I could see, see, I don't, I don't know what's going on, especially now. This changes everything with the Warner Media and now Discovery, whatever. How does like HBO Max fall into all this too? So, initially, I thought like I could see Tony making like a deal with HBO Max to get like their content on there. So like, I don't know if you have HBO Max, but like on the HBO Max app, you have HBO Max like originals, which is like their original content series or whatever, and then you have like a, a DC section. You have like like vintage stuff, you have like movies, so I, I don't know, like AEW having their own section on there, and then that's where they could have like their, their dynamites or like old pay per views, or, or you could throw Ring of Honor in there. I don't know, I'm just fantasy booking here, right? But uh-huh. I could like envision something like that. But who knows, maybe they just have their own separate platform, and that would be another subscription that you have to pay for. But who knows, who knows, we don't know. Uh, great, yeah, <laughs> my bank account is not ready for yet another subscription, so uh, yeah, yeah. I hope it's not that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll see, man. Uh, it's got to be one of those three things. And either way, any of them would be exciting, I guess. I mean, if, you know, Ring of Honors 
it's the same thing with the Ring of Honor thing. It's like, oh, great, another TV show, another wrestling program you got to ingest into your system every single week, you know, as if there's not enough wrestling on during the week. Let's throw another hour of programming in there on whatever they right. network bands up on. Um, but, yeah, either way, I'm sure it'll be exciting. And, uh, yeah, let's I, I, luckily – I haven't seen people online going crazy with speculations like they have been in the past with Tony Khan's announcements. So let's keep it that way, man. I don't want to hear all these different fantasy theories of what this announcement could be because it's just like at this point, just wait for Wednesday. You know, I mean, like, like, let's just try and speculate. Let's just wait and see, uh, you know, what he announced. Yeah, more often than not, Tony does deliver. Like I remember the speculation of, of Tony's first big announcement that he did. Uh, when he announced that he bought Ring of Honor. A lot of people expected it to be like, oh, they're, they're going to announce a streaming service, and then, boom, he fucking announced that he bought, buys Ring of Honor, and everyone loses their fucking mind, like, in a positive note. Yeah, yeah, you're right, 100%. He usually delivers, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't think, listen, that him announcing that he bought ROH was uh, something that I don't think anybody <laughs> even predicted to be the major announcement. I sure as hell didn't. I know there was been there was rumors about that, but the fact that like he actually said it, you heard it from the horse's mouth, and it actually did happen was pretty shocking to me. So is it going to top that? Who knows? But either way, it'll deliver and it'll get people talking and it'll get people excited in a positive way. It's it's got to be nothing but positive. Yeah, so. If you go back to if you go back and watch that announcement, you just see how excited he was to just announce it. <laughs> oh, that was great! And then one goes, "Oh, it's it's not Shane, it's not Shane." Oh, it's me. Like, oh dude. That Oh, I know Tony gets some heat, but I love Tony. I love Tony so much, man. Um, he's he's great. Well, what would we do without Tony Khan, man? I don't think uh, I don't think we'd have anything fun to talk about oh. on the show if it wasn't for Tony Khan. Let's put it that way. Yeah, man. Let's put it this way. I, majority of this episode, which we did start off the show talking about some WWE stuff, and in a positive note, right? Most of this show was AEW talk. Yeah, uh, it's hey, uh, as it should be. You know, I mean, it's you know while we did mention there is a lot to like about WWE lately. Uh, there's also so much happening in AEW right now, too, that can't go unmentioned. And it's, you know, it, it's a lot to digest a lot of the time, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, rightfully so. It really is, bro. All right, dude, that's it, man. We covered everything. Like I said, I think there might be some scheduling, not conflicts, but, like, there'll be some different scheduling when it comes to, like, the next uh, couple of weeks when it comes to the show. But we'll still try to get some content out there. But uh, give me your plugs in. All right, Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Um, definitely a follow on there if if you haven't. I don't really know if, if you're listening, but if you're listening to this show, and you still have not followed me on there. I'm not really sure what you're waiting for, but nonetheless, do that. Um, as well as the Wrestling Radar on YouTube, you can subscribe because there is a lot of content on there for your enjoyment. Nothing new, but if you're a first time listener and uh, or first time watcher and you've never heard of. We plugged that before, definitely subscribe, and uh, maybe you'll enjoy some stuff that's up on there. Nice, right, sounds good. You could follow me at RatedR since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm not going to do my regular shtick of plugging where you can find the podcast. If you're listening to this, you know where to find the podcast. Also, I will be at Impact's Rebellion pay-per-view next Saturday. So if you see me, and as long as you're not a peckerhead, chat it up, say what's up to me, and yeah, let's just enjoy some good wrestling. Once again, happy birthday to Leo. For the old man that's not here, our double Ryan Radar, I am yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Rated R, and stay too sweet. Goodbye! Mm-hmm. And good night. Bang!